Pastor Ray Bentley on Harmony in the Home. If within your own home there is conflict and there is battles and there is tension and there is just pressure and it's like a, a war that's going on, recognize this is spiritual in nature. There is a spiritual battle taking place. You as the believer have to claim that territory for the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Satan is devious. He's underhanded, he's sneaky, he's conniving, and he's good at what he does. And today, Pastor Ray shows us how to recognize the devil's hand at work and put a stop to it in our homes through drawing near to Almighty God. Here's Pastor Ray to begin. James chapter four, we're gonna just look at a few verses, verses six through 10. Hebrews chapter four, verse six, James talks about the Lord. He says, but he, God, gives more grace. And therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So the question here, to be proud or not to be proud, that is the question. I don't know if you have uh, discovered yet or not, and I'll tell you that life is designed in such a way you, will, you get to learn, everybody gets to learn this lesson, that pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. And how many have found that, that even uh, today you could use more grace? Anybody out there with me that you could use more grace? Well, there is more grace available. But it, it, God always, he's a great economist. He wants a little exchange. You give to him your pride, arrogance, self-sufficiency. You give him that. In exchange, he gives you grace. He gives you abundant grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor the favor of God upon your life. And now it is interesting in the last part of verse six, God resists the proud. Have you ever felt something in your life you couldn't quite put your finger on? You want something, you demand it, you scream about it, and yet there is something constantly resisting you or denying you. Have you ever considered it may be God? For your own good, who is saying no, I don't care how much you pound the ground and scream and holler and moan and roll around. I'm not giving in to your tantrum for it is not good for you. Now, the devil comes in and entices us and he says, look, you know, why don't you just give in to your flesh? It's so hard being a Christian, denying everything. Hey, you have needs, you have desires, so fulfill them, give in to them. Go after the desires of your flesh and yet, for those who are born again, the Holy Spirit within you is saying, he speaks softly and yet powerfully in your conscience and says, no, this is death to you. This will hurt you. 
This will harm you. If you really want life, yield to the Spirit. It doesn't take long for even a brand new believer in Jesus Christ to recognize there's a war going on that I didn't, wasn't even aware of before between my flesh and the desires of my flesh and my spirit on the inside. And it causes great turmoil. So what is the answer? James says the answer is submit to God. And there are three things, I've shared this before and I share it again as a way of reminder. Here we are as a community, as a family, maybe even within your own family. One of the things James had said, go back to verse one of chapter four, He says, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? And, you know, we have enough conflict on the outside going on in the world. And sometimes you have to turn your attention away from it. It's overwhelming. But add to that the warfare that can go on within you, and now you're really in trouble. So what do you do when there's a battle between the flesh and the spirit? Three things you do. Number one, recognize that we're in a spiritual battle between the flesh and the spirit. The enemy seeks to gain access to destroy you through your flesh. And God seeks for you to surrender unto him. Now Ephesians chapter six, verse 12 talks about this battle. I put it in your notes. Let's read it out loud together. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. If within your own home there, or your own, you know, environment where you are living, there is conflict and there is battles and there is tension and there is just pressure and it's like a a war that's going on. Recognize what's going on. This is spiritual in nature. There is a spiritual battle taking place. Recognize it. it. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. The moment you decide for Jesus Christ, now you've entered into a whole new supernatural arena where the enemy is gonna try to frustrate and discourage you. If he's lost the battle for your salvation, then at least he wants to settle for destroying the effectiveness of your life in the spirit and your witness for Christ. So recognize it for what it is. And secondly, once we recognize what it is, it's vital to do something about it, and that is resist the devil. And acknowledge it in your home. You know, you've been fighting and arguing and battles and quarreling, just say, you know what, this is something weird is going on. Let's pray together right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray that you would bind the influences of the evil spirits and the wickedness, and we just claim your presence here. We humble ourselves before you. We invite your Holy Spirit into our home, into our family, into this marriage, into our relationship with our children. In Jesus' name, amen. Something that simple, you have no idea. This is not make-believe. This is not just, you know, think happy thoughts and good things happen. This is real, spiritual, supernatural, insight. And even if you are a brand new believer, a simple childlike prayer can change the dynamic, the atmosphere of your home, let alone maybe it's happening in your work environment. Because obviously working out in among the world, they're inviting and bringing all kinds of stuff from their lives into a work environment. You as the believer have to claim that ground and territory 
for the Lord Jesus Christ. And maybe they won't obviously join you in prayer, but you can pray and recognize the spiritual nature of the battle, resist in the name of Jesus Christ through prayer. And then thirdly, rejoice. It's important to exercise faith that I know what's going on, I've recognized it, I've resisted, not in my own strength, but in the name and the authority of Jesus who is alive and risen and has destroyed the works of the devil. So now by faith, I believe you heard my prayer. Thank you, Lord. And you begin rejoicing by faith in the presence of God in the victory that has already been given for what Jesus did 2,000 years ago upon the cross, amen? And then in verse seven, he says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That word submit, not a very popular word in our culture, but we are looking for our cues from the word of God. Obviously we can see what's going on in the world. <laughs> Talk about wars and rumors of wars, it's everywhere rampant. We're looking for a different solution and therefore we come to God. And here's his answer. Therefore, submit to God. This word submit is a military word that means get in your proper order. And it's very interesting then because what it means is if you're out of order, that's why you're having warfare and battles and pressure and tension going on in your home. Now, you know, looking and thinking of analogies, this maybe is a poor one, but it it's recent and it gets the point across. I don't often watch uh, this show, but one night we happened to be watching this show, I don't know if you've seen it, called Super Nanny. And there's this you know, young woman from England uh, who wears glasses over her nose and comes to these families. And so you know, kind of watched and I couldn't believe what was going on in this house. The, I mean, the, the, the kids were in charge of the house. They ran the house by their tantrums and their yelling and throwing themselves around and screaming. The dad was running around doing all the chores. The wife, the mom was totally emotionally disengaged. Uh, she just looked like she was, she just had it and didn't know what to do. So the nanny comes in, you know, and sits down, observes them and then says, yeah, this house is out of order. And they go, yeah, we know. And so she begins telling them, okay, first you have to have some limits. And basically what she does is she just tells, look, okay, the kids are not the boss. You're the parents, you take responsibility, you set some boundaries and limits, show a little bit of consistency, and be patient, follow through, and watch. And so in the course of the hour you watch, as over several days, they implement these simple kind of basic old-fashioned concepts, and all of a sudden the dad who's going, I, I was able to sleep all night. I haven't gone to work sleeping through the night in, you know, years. The wife all of a sudden begins engaging emotionally with the kids, her husband. They begin to have a romantic life together. And the kids who initially are getting up and running out of bed and, and they keep carrying them back. Finally, they kind of sigh and they lay down and then they get into a routine and they're peaceful and at calm. And all of a sudden, it's a house that was out of order. Talk about battles and wars. Now the house, everybody's submitting equally with each one having a role and responsibility, which is what God says. The battles cease and the peace finally comes. That's kind of what James is talking about. This isn't a bad thing or a fearful thing. It's an obvious thing. 
the first thing that you learn when you become a Christian is that the world and the universe doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around God. And if you say, well, I don't want to submit. I want to do my own thing. Well, how's that working for you? Well, it's driving me nuts. Okay, well, you know, step off the throne. Let God be God. Submit unto him. He's bigger than you. He's more powerful than you. And again, we're not submitting to a tyrant. We're submitting to a father who loved us so much he gave us his only son. Jesus loves us so much he died for us. That shows his heart toward you. He wants you to give up control, not so that he can micromanage your lives as a tyrant, but so as a father, he can help you grow up into the full measure of the stature of Christ. Amen? Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Since Pastor Ray's homecoming to heaven, so many listeners have shared comments on what his teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. We love you, Pastor Ray, and we miss you. What a blessing that we were all able to hear and experience God through His passion for the Word and His ability to simplify and make things humorous and fun. I miss His contagious laugh. He had the best laugh. God, please be with His family and friends. At Maranatha Radio, the love and support the Bentley family have received is overwhelming and very much appreciated. If you'd like to express your thoughts and tell us how these messages have impacted your life, would you take just 60 seconds and write an email? Send it to ray at raybentley.com or post it on our homepage at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So submit unto God. It's the wisest choice that you can make. And may I also add, if there is any area of your life, your personal life, that is out of order with what you know is God's word or God's will, then that is the reason your life is full of battles and wars and conflict and turmoil. And may I add that if you don't get your life in order, those battles will eventually turn into torment. It gets worse and worse and worse. So stop, you know, stop the craziness and therefore submit immediately. In fact, if you have a pen or pencil and you are taking notes, I want you to write this little thought down. Because here James tells us, you know, submit to God, resist the devil. I want to suggest to you the best way to resist the devil is to submit to God. The best way to resist the devil is to actually submit to God. And I want to say this, the moment that you surrender and acknowledge what ought to be pretty obvious, you're not God and you're not all powerful and you're not, you can't, there's so little we can control. We don't control anything hardly, except our will, our stubborn will. So when we surrender to God and we begin obeying God, the glory of the Lord comes upon you. And that's the way to resist the devil. I want to add to that, the devil cannot stand to be around a man or a woman who is submitted to God. And, and there is something supernatural that happens. It's almost like you turn into that, that white, heat, hot, fiery, glorious presence of the Lord, and the devil cannot stand it. You are resisting him. He doesn't like to be, he takes advantage of the weak. He takes advantage of those who are in rebellion. He feeds off rebellion. He feeds off those who are having their backs turned to God. 
The moment you turn toward him, he begins to feel the heat of the power and the presence of the Almighty One. For great is the Lord who dwells within you. So verses 8 and 9, he goes on and he says, So draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So it's not enough just to resist the devil. Now you've got to draw near to God. How do we draw near to God? In a word, prayer. Prayer. The very essence of prayer is the heart of drawing near to God. And, and as you turn toward him, the presence of the Lord immediately comes. When you turn, every time you pray and turn your mind toward heaven and think about the Lord, the presence of God will come to your life. And, and I add, his presence will grow. The more that you walk with the Lord, the deeper that you follow the Lord, your experience of the presence of God will grow from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And all of a sudden, his love and his grace and his mercy and his spirit, and it even has a physical manifestation upon you, an impact and peace of mind, clarity of thought, and your heart just filled with joy. So God draws near to the one that actually is seeking him, and then notice what happens. He says, so draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. And then he goes on to say, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. This is what will happen when you come into the presence of the Lord, is that you'll see sin for what it is, and take sin seriously. There is a way of looking at life that is a false gospel that says minimize sin as much as you can and just try to be forgiving of everything, even in yourself, and all will be well in time. That's not dealing with the issue. It doesn't get to the root of the problem. It prolongs the agony and ultimately evidences itself in further torment. When you come into the presence of a holy God, it, it kind of stirs up, it's like rivers of living water bringing up all the mud, as it were, from the, from the bottom. And it cleanses, but it's not God putting his thumb down on you and judging you. It's like a father putting his arm around you and saying, here, this, see, you see this? Ray, this is why this is ruining your heart. This is why this is depressing your spirit. This is why, and so avoid this, leave that. And you see it and you go, oh, wow. And, and what really happens is, rather than fearing this experience, it's a very healing, cleansing thing. You go, thank you, Dad. Thank you for showing me that. I, now I get it. Now I see. I didn't see it before. Now I agree with you. I don't want that misery in my life. I don't want that which is painful. I don't want that which brings that darkness and the torment and the fear and all the rest of it. I agree with you, and, and when your heart is sensitized by drawing near to the Lord, you confess your sins, you are cleansed, and you are transformed. This is the difference between being religious where you're outwardly trying to perform things that in your heart you still wanna do all these wicked things. Transformation is when you go, I repent of that. Are you out of your mind? I would, you couldn't pay me to go that direction anymore. I will not relive the torment of my past. Thank God I am set free. I have new direction, new desires. And, and this is clean and it's free. And it fills me with a greater peace and it lasts and it endures and it is joyful and it, is, it bears the fruit of righteousness. So it's a healthy process drawing near to God 
And, and it doesn't you know, stay that way. It brings you to the place of intimacy with Christ. And then in verse 10, we close with this. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. I love that. I have found that, that in the past, God has had to humble me because I wouldn't humble myself. But he loved me and therefore he humbled me. How many of you have ever been humbled by the Lord? Well, guess what? You know what you can learn? Hey, I think I'll preempt him. I'll humble myself before the Lord. I'm just going to stay low and near the ground and humble and dependent and trusting and loving and walking. And the irony is that you try to stay low and humble and the Lord says, now that's my boy. And he reaches down and he lifts you up. The moment you try to stand up big and tall and puff your chest, hey, look at me. You want a piece of me? Hey, you know, God's going, really? I don't know where I'm going. I'm just having fun. I just like, I, you know what I'm saying? And God takes that guy like a Nebuchadnezzar and brings him down. He humbles him. But the moment you humble yourself, he lifts you up. He brings you to places and in front of people and in situations you go, I don't know how I got here or, or how this even happened, but I give all the praise and the glory and the honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the beautiful thing. Jesus brags about his dad. His dad brags about the son. The Holy Spirit brags about both the son as well as the father. We don't lift ourselves up but we love one another, preferring one another. Humble yourselves before God, before the Lord, in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and we're gonna pray out loud, all of us who know the Lord, reaffirming our faith, but maybe for some, it's your first time asking Christ in your heart for forgiveness. Well, if you'll pray with me this simple childlike prayer and ask Jesus to come into your life, and submit to him as your savior, then today you are saved by the gift of God. It's this simple. So let's pray out loud with me, all of us who love and know the Lord after this manner. Dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Lord, I'm so sorry for everything. I receive your forgiveness. I believe in your resurrection and I open the door of my heart and ask you to come into my life to be my personal Lord and Savior. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I receive the gift of eternal life. In the name of your Son, Jesus, amen. Pastor Ray Bentley, praying an important prayer with those accepting Jesus Christ as their Savior. And if you'd like to know more about what it means to be a believer, we invite you to go to raybentley.com and then click About. Pastor Ray has some important things to share with you there. Again, that's at raybentley.com. Now, today's study here on Maranatha Radio is titled, How to Draw Near to God. If you missed any part of the message, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com.
When you get to the homepage, you can leave a tribute to Pastor Ray's life and service to the Lord. Also, click the word media, and you'll see the words watch, radio, and Devo, three engaging ways you can enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can link to Pastor Ray's Facebook page, his podcast, his YouTube channel, and Twitter feed. And you'll also find Pastor Ray's books there at raybentley.com. His final book, As the Days of Noah, is a prophetic fiction novel, part of the Elijah Chronicles series. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also donate securely right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Well, next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of James. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return. The whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.